Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. And we continue our in-depth look at the Texans draft picks. And joining me on the line is Alabama State University's Director of Athletic Strategic Communications, Travis Jerome. Also did radio for the football games at Alabama State. Of course, he is very familiar with Texans first round pick, Titus Howard. We welcome you to the show, Travis. And I know it's had to be a hell of a week for everybody involved with the Alabama State Sports Department. Yeah, you know, it was one of those weeks where we, we sat around and, and talked to Titus and tried to gauge where he thought he was going to go. And we're all sitting around Thursday, and all of a sudden you see his name pop up on the screen, and things went from about zero to 100 in about five minutes. What did you think when you heard Roger Goodell say the Texans take Titus Howard with the 23rd pick of the NFL draft? To say I was shocked, I wasn't. Um, some people, a lot of people say you were shocked. I, you know, it just kind of caught me off guard because at the time we had heard talk of about five or six different teams taking him. And then when you hear when you hear a bunch of talk about Philly wanting to take him and, and then they trade up and then that's where you think he's going to go, but you see Andre Diller's name pop up, then your your ears start and your mind starts really racing because everybody has said he's the next left tackle to come off the board because there's only two or three left tackles in the draft. And so I sat there and waited, and then you, you hear all the guys talk about all these other tackles that play on the right side, and nobody mentions Titus's name. And then as soon as Roger Goodell opens his mouth, and before he can even get the whole word out, you just hear the first syllable of his first name. And, and it just it's just a different range of excitement for everybody. How quickly over the last few months did Titus ascend into conversations that he could be picked in the first couple of rounds? When did you start realizing something could happen? About the week of the Senior Bowl. You know, talk had been he was going to get drafted high second, early third, and then his senior bowl workout, the senior bowl practices, and then him starting in the senior bowl. Things started really ramping up. We started getting phone calls here. We started getting inquisitive phone calls here from just different people in the front offices from different teams. You had people start coming in, visiting with the coaches, watching film. You had some guys sit in film for an hour, two hours. You had some guys go watch four or five plays, and obviously everybody knows the tape they saw was Auburn. And everybody came out with the same reaction. And how did this guy just fly under everybody's radar all year? And it just it just goes to show you it doesn't matter where you are. It just it really goes on how you play and play against the teams that are on everybody else's radar. Was that Auburn game, was that really what got people's attention? Were people noticing it at the time? Or you're saying they really didn't start noticing until they started looking at the tape and they looked at him against Auburn and, of course, being an SEC team, that got their attention? You know, they, we, had scouts on, we had scouts on campus from day one of practice. And, it, you know, it just the, day, the very first practice we had when we're going through walkthrough and, and shorts and helmets, and then you've got five scouts out there on a day where you're not doing anything but walking through stuff and – it just kind of it makes you really, really sit back and say, you know what, we've got something special here at Alabama State. And I think the Auburn game is what put him over the top, getting into the Senior Bowl. And then the Senior Bowl really is what got him to where he's at, that and his combine workout. But, you know, for Titus, it's just all about his work ethic. The kid believes in what he wants. And, you know, he sets his goals. And he's one of those guys that once he sets his goals, he's always he's going to achieve his goals no matter what it takes to get there. We've heard his story about the transformation from quarterback in high school to offensive tackle, but you know, I'd love to get the story from somebody who's seen a little of this and who knows Titus a little bit. You know, when when he first told me the story, because obviously he had been here two years before I got here and had started to transform into the to the tackle he is now and the and the, the physique he has, but when he told me that, you know, 
I asked him, I said, Titus, is this really you or is there somebody else in Monroeville named Titus Howard that spells his name exactly the same? He goes, oh, no, it's me. And then his mom sent me a picture. So we started getting it out to the to the news media, and it just took off from there. But, you know, a kid that was 6'3", about 215, 225 in high school to be 6'6", 322, you know, three years later, it's, it's just unbelievable. And he's grown since I've been here. I mean, it's and it's not – you know, it's not growing in the wrong way. It's growing into the prototypical what people see now in offensive and defensive linemen. Big, cut, can run, can block, can can use his hands. And, you know, it, it, the funny thing is when the first media day we took him to, he had never been to a media day for conference. And we took him, we took him there two years ago. And I just looked him in the face after we got there, after about five minutes, and said, you know what? I said, we're about to take media days over. So I kind of started whispering the fact about his nickname being Weenie in high school. And before you know it, it's all over the national media. Now everybody's running with it after he gets drafted. You know, J.J. Watt put out the the tweet about, you know, sometimes you have to get nicknames at camp, but sometimes they're, you know, it's just easy when they're already there, something to that effect. So it just, Titus is a great kid. And just to, to think about him being a high school quarterback, how he is now, you would you would never guess it. What do the coaches tell you about how quickly he picks things up? Because obviously, you got to be pretty smart to to be able to get from quarterback. And then I guess for a little bit he was a tight end uh, as he was redshirting, and and then to become a tackle. And and not just that he played just one tackle position, but he's played both tackle positions for you guys, right? Yeah, he's played both of them. Um, and there's a there's a story behind that. I can I can tell you that later, but. You know, for him, it's, you don't even have to ask the coaches. You can you can walk in the football complex. The kid was Titus was in there every every day he could be if they weren't on the field watching film, trying to study film, helping his teammates. You know, if he wasn't practicing because he had a a little minor injury or they were trying to hold him out for practice or you know on a Thursday walkthrough we're getting ready to travel on Friday. He's coaching the other offensive linemen. You know, he's coaching receivers, coaching quarterbacks. He knows the playbook. And that just comes from him being a high school quarterback, having to know all the plays and know everybody's assignment. He knows everybody's assignments now. For him, he's a student of the game. And you don't see many people like that at this level. You know, most of the guys will watch film and they'll soak up a bunch, but not all of it. Titus can can go in there and watch a film right now and go back and watch it again in a couple hours and he'll have it soaked in and know exactly what he needs to do. Go back to that story. What was the story you were about to tell me about uh, him, him playing both tackle positions? Well, you know, everybody everybody knows a story about him at Alcorn State about how he went in on defense and, and went in and, and told Coach he go in and help block a field goal. But what he doesn't tell people is during that game, we're in the third overtime, second overtime of a five-overtime game, and we've got our right-handed quarterback in. So, obviously, Titus was playing left tackle, taking care of his blind side. But he switched over and went to the other tackle and motioned towards the sideline to the coaches to switch because our tackle on that side was just getting beat and we weren't able to get a playoff and Kadarius Davis, the quarterback at the time, just, you know, didn't have enough time to throw the football. So he motions with his hands to the coaches that he wants to switch sides. Well, he immediately switches sides and the guy that had been bull rushing the, the tackle on that side, Titus puts him on the ground twice, lets him get up, puts him down again, lets him get up, puts him down again, all on the same play. And we end up, that's the drive that we ended up tying the game up with a touchdown pass and then winning it on the next drive on a field goal. So the, the kid knows what, you know, and I hate to say keep saying kid, but, you know, Titus just knows what it takes to win and, and he'll do whatever it takes to win. What other memorable moments have you had with him either on or off the field over the last couple of years? 
just being around him, it makes you a better person when you're around him. I mean, he he wants he wants to bring out the best in everybody. You know, just being on the road, usually when you think of a think of a, a guy that does communications or a radio play by play guy, everybody thinks you know you've got to be everything is just so professional. The Titus is just a guy that you know takes the professional and turns it into personal. Um, I saw him yesterday and. You know, it's a personal relationship now between the two of us, not just because he got drafted, just because we spent some time together. You know, he's just unselfish. I remember when Coach Ely, we were playing against, I don't even remember what team it was, and he had plays designed for, for some of the seniors. And, you know, Titus scored a touchdown, and they called it back on a pass because he was lined up wrong. And you would think he'd get mad. I'm standing on the sideline because it's near the end of the game. And this was a couple of years ago, but he just had a smile on his face because regardless of whether it got brought back or not, he scored a touchdown. And he just got into the end zone as an offensive tackle on a play that was designed for him. But my thing is, is you know, Houston's getting a great person, not just a great football player. They're getting a great person. And, and he'll do wonders. He'll, he'll be the hardest. He'll be one of the hardest workers probably that, that you'll see on the offensive line that got drafted this year, if not drafted the last couple of years. Have you seen him play other positions? Because the Texans have talked about, you know, their offensive line. They want him to play, you know, a number of positions. And, you know, they're, they obviously need some help at tackle. But, you know, they want guys with versatility. Have you seen him play anything besides the two tackle positions, guard or center? We, yeah, of course, defense we saw, as you mentioned. Yeah, no. Um, you know, he's been, he's been pretty solidified at tackle since I've been here. Um, you know, since he made that move from tight end. They haven't lined him up much at tackle. I mean, at guard, um, he may slide over a couple times, but you know, when you get into a game and, and you're looking, trying to find those interior linemen, it's just hard to tell because by the time our offense runs a play, our guard is usually our tackle because of the way they're blocked, their blocking schemes, or they've pulled or or whatnot. But yeah, he's he's always been lined up. Everything I've seen as a tackle, um, I, he's, I think he has been lined up at guard a couple times when we had uh, Shaq Powell here. Him and him and Titus would rotate in and out, but it only be a play or two. As I was doing research, I read how Titus helped serve Thanksgiving meals to families in need this past year, and he said he remembered being in the same those same lines growing up. How much has he overcome? It sounds like he didn't exactly come from a privileged background either. Monroe, Monroe, Monroe County is a, is a really really small county. To say it this way, it's not one of the richest counties in the state of Alabama. You know, it's in the rural South. You know, and he grew up his mom. It, if you ever go back and look at anything we've ever put out, his mom is always the first one on there talking about how proud she is and his grandparents. I know he, you know, he wants to do everything for his grandfather. Um, and he, you know, and, and it's, it's known now the promise that he made that he was going to take care of his grandmother and his mother. And that's what he told him. But, you know, he just, for Titus, it's about others. It's not about him. You know, he grew up and we have a lot of guys that grew up having to almost fight for, fight, you know, fight for what they get as families. But, He'll give back. He's always going to give back. He may be out giving back right now for all we know here because he's in town. So he may be giving back now to the city of Montgomery back home, you know, in Monroe County. He's the type of kid that will use that platform and it'll only make the city of Houston better because he's been able to live those things. And, and, you know, he, he, you got little kids that'll walk up to him at games and you can just tell and, Titus gravitates towards everybody and everybody kind of gravitates towards Titus. So, you know, he's overcome a lot and, you know, for, for him, it's, you know, it's a platform for him is what I would say. And it sounds like from everything that you're telling me, JJ Watt would be the perfect mentor for him because JJ Watt 
of course, loves to give back, but also J.J. Watt experienced a little bit what Titus has probably experienced over the last few days. When, when he was drafted, people booed. They, they didn't like the pick. A lot of Texans fans didn't like the pick. There is some similar reaction with this pick, and, and it sounds like you know he's walking into the perfect situation as J.J. being a, maybe a little bit of a mentor for somebody like him and, and being able to kind of bring him in and say, hey, you know, I, I was exactly where you were a few years ago. You know, and it's funny you mentioned that because that's one of the first things that after I got off the phone with him and I was sitting around with a, a, a few people, we talked about that this is it's the same story. I mean, they they play different positions, but you know when JJ Watt got drafted, people were all up in arms. Um, you got on Twitter as soon as Titus got drafted, and you, of course you have his backers that love him, and then you have others that are just sitting back and, and wondering what Houston was doing. And you know, I just want to I want to just say, do you not remember? your reaction a few years ago and look what you have now you know you've got the probably if not now probably will be the best defensive player to ever play the game and look what he does for the community you, you know he just it's one of those things where you it's hard to it's hard to fathom and to realize your what your reaction and or to to think about what your reaction is going to be when a kid gets drafted or a young man gets drafted but to know that he's in the same city on the same thing with jj watt not only can he you know go under the wing of J.J. Watt and learn, you know, how to overcome those things, but also, you know, learn about the Houston community. And honestly, what better person to be to have to do that, but also to line up against every day of practice to make you a a better offensive lineman. Any final words or or stories that you think people need to know, especially Houston fans? Because, you know, I I want them to think that there there is hope that this guy can really be something fantastic in the NFL. Yeah, no, I I would just tell everybody in Houston to to just sit down and, and watch and take a deep breath and relax because you know he's got one job to do. He knows what that job is is to to keep Deshaun Watson off his back and you know he allowed I saw two sacks from his side in 23 games that I got to, that I had the privilege of either watching or calling. And he doesn't get beat very often, if at all. Um, and the sack that he gave up last year wasn't even his sack. It was the running back was supposed to come over and chip and didn't chip. So realistically, Titus didn't give up a sack all year last year. But just sit back, relax, and then, you know, and watch one of the best left tackles that will probably play the game, in my opinion. He'll be around 15, 20 years, and, and he'll just keep playing. He's got that body. He's got the drive. He's got what it takes. He wants to be in Houston, and that's the biggest thing when you, when you talk to him. You know, he's still smiling ear to ear and, and says, this is where I want to be. So, you know, for all of Houston, you know, sit back, relax, and enjoy it. You'll you'll have a lot more fans now because you've got the pretty much the whole city of Montgomery and the, the Alabama State campus. And, you know, a few of us will make the trips over to come and watch the Texans play every now and then. But, you know, great kid, great person, great family. You know, he'll be around for a long time to come just when you see him. You'll be surprised. He doesn't look like your typical offensive lineman if you haven't seen him in person yet. I know you've got us excited. I'm looking forward to to seeing what he can bring to the table. The Texans need help in that position, and there's no question about that. But thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're real busy. You're on the run right now, but we really appreciate you taking the time to tell us a little bit about him. No, anytime. Anytime you want to talk to us, you know you've got my number. You call it. I'm, I'm happy to talk about him. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. 
You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.